Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Hello. We're back. I give up. No, we're doing What's fine. What's so funny? No, nothing. What are you I'm laughing just, at? I'm just giggling at a few things. You know, the wheels haven't been tightened today. You know, it's been a little bit of like a wagon going downhill, and you're like, when is one of these wheels just going to pop right off? Yeah. Not uh, as earlier bad as in the show, though. I said confidently that the Jack Nicholson, uh, he who, or excuse me, Helen Hunt movie <laughs> is. Something's got to give. I was corrected. It's as good as it gets. That is true. <laughs> KP reached out to us on Twitter, Donna, and said, hey, that song that you were just singing yeah. that you were convinced was Machine Gun Kelly, yeah, yeah that was Lil Nas, Nas X. X. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we're, we're batting we're real poorly. You know, to be considered batting well, though, in the major leagues, you're batting 300 and you're doing great. So batting 1,000. Impossible. Mm. That's why people use that term sarcastically. Oh, we're batting a thousand here. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, it's all right. Also, then I just started thinking <laughs> as we were coming back there about you, just the latest chapter in a strange book of how you've eaten during your human life, in that you've never, to your knowledge, eaten a cupcake with your hand. That was surprising to hear, and not surprising because so many things you've told me are just like really. Well, who would like? What kind of savage is just biting right (laughs) into that cream? It's like getting in the hit in the face with a water balloon. That's Anne Hathaway's point. That's why she's twist off the bottom and makes it a a cupcake sandwich. She doesn't want to get the frosting up her nose, and then all uh, in your teeth and all that. So, if you want to exercise some sort of control, grab yourself a fork. If someone, if I hand somebody a cupcake and I'm already the one throwing the shower, and then she says, "Could you get me a fork for this?" I have so many other questions about them, you know. But usually, you don't even eat. You're a you're a fork pizza lady too, not which is really bizarre. just sometimes if it's gooey. Here's the thing. It's cheesy. When you get, have a cupcake, you most when someone gives you a cupcake, you most likely already have a plate in front of you. Right? Mhm. Sure. Why wouldn't you just use the fork next to the plate? That's all. I'm just a practical gal. Using a fork also gives you more control of the ratio of frosting to cake. Too. So if you're just biting into it, you're probably going to get mostly frosting. I rest my case, Your Honor. You know, use a fork, you get like the half and the, you know. Let me tell you something <laughs> about Chili Doc and Donna. 
are starting to develop a bond. They're starting to <laughs> see each other. They're, it's getting a little weird for me. I feel like... I'm just saying there's some logic to what she's saying. Mm-hmm. You know? Thank you. I suppose an argument could be made from an intellectual standpoint, Chili Dog. That being said, wouldn't you agree that the most practical way to eat a cupcake is to eat it with your hand and have a good time? Okay, but what happens when you're done with the cupcake and then you got to go wash your hands because there's frosting all over it? So this is because she fell in the parking lot. That's why she's lashing out at me right now. It's all about the fall. I just think I'm. it's not as ridiculous as you're making it sound. To say you've never eaten a cupcake. I didn't say never. I said I just don't remember, especially as an adult. All right, so let's round up to never then. I've never eaten a cupcake with my hand. I wish I knew more about your upbringing. Did it start? Because your mom and dad, the stories that I hear of them, they strike me as salt of the earth, like blue collar, Mm -hmm. normal, Mm -hmm. well-adjusted, no pretense about them people. Yep. And then you turned into this, and I'm just wondering, it couldn't have been during your childhood, because it feels like they set you up for normalcy, but you got weird at some point. Yeah, probably in high school. Self-conscious, that whole thing. No, I got super self-conscious in high school about eating around girls. Yes. Really. And I think I'm an ugly eater. I'm sorry. I'm not doing negative self-talk. I'm just saying some people look kind of cute or just normal while they eat. I look like I'm in a survival mode. I'm chewing aggressively. I just don't look. It's if If I looked better eating and crying, that'd be a real fun turn of events. And crying. I'm, I get hives when I cry. Saliva strings on the side of my mouth. <laughs> it's not like the Denzel cry of just one tear goes down. I'm incapable of that. By that point, there will have already been hives, red splotch all over my neck and chest if you made me take my shirt off, which would cause me to cry more. This might make you cry, too. Netflix they're cracking down Don't say it. on passwords. Yeah, they're getting serious. They're, they, yeah. So they're looking to increase average revenue per user, right? And they suggested that um, last week when they announced two new options that are going to be aimed at generating revenue from consumers who currently access Netflix on someone else's account. Mm-hmm. Okay. So over the next few weeks, they're going to allow subscribers of its standard and premium plans in three countries, not here, to add accounts for up to two people they don't live with, up to. And then they'll allow subs on its three plans, basic, standard, and premium, to transfer their profile information to an entirely new Netflix account or extra sub account. This is so confusing. The new accounts that are meant to monetize Netflix freeloaders. Like other Netflix tests, this might not be rolling out globally. Okay, maybe they'll just test it and see how it's received before saying, right. all right, this is the way. Yeah, they're doing this in uh, Chile. Costa Rica and Peru. And in March, they they ran a test that nudged users to verify that they lived with the subscriber of the account they were using. So they're trying to figure out how to crack down, basically. 
And the latest experiment, the latest experiment that they did, they would send a verification code to a subscriber to verify a device that's being used to access. That won't get it done, though. I don't think it will. All I either. do is I text my brother and I say, "You should have just gotten a code sent to you." Yes, exactly. Yeah, I've I've asked for that code and I've given that code. Yeah. That's exactly what it says here. It says, so that might not work. Yeah, I think there's, it could be tough for them to figure it out unless they really start going on IP addresses. But then who's to say that that person is not in your family and is on a work trip or you're paying for your child's and they're in in school in Boston? I think it might be a little difficult. I think they're using this as a scare tactic and maybe it causes another 10,000 people to become subscribers that wouldn't have. I, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see if it gets rolled out. All right. Donna, we thank you for your continued service to this show. As a city, nay, cities, we are indebted. We're going to take a break. (laughs) When we come back, we have a couple of studies. Uh, Donna's got a weird one. 18% of people admit to eating while doing this. Me don't want to know what it says next. Mm -hmm. And what would you give up to go on a big vacation? If you've been hamstrung, haven't been on a big trip in the last couple of years due to the pandemic, what would you really be willing to sacrifice in order to go on a big fun vacation? We'll get into that. When we return, it's the Don and Steve show on my talk. You know, some days I don't want to drive to the gym. You got crowded gas stations, you got zipper merges, you got roundabouts. Steve, 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 it's okay. Just join the Y. Members get virtual Y, free live and on-demand content. Feeling better, so it's like the Y comes to me. Exactly. They've got virtual group classes like strength, yoga, sculpt, and dance cardio. Oh, yes, I've got some moves. Right now, enrollment is just $25 if you join the Y by March 31st. Plus, no dues till May. Join at ymcanorth.org. Can I just say one more thing about Super Mario? No. no, we're out of time. Welcome back, you guys. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment, everything bids for kids. Don't forget about this. It's kicking off tomorrow to benefit the Ronald McDonald House uh, charities. So tomorrow, all day, we'll be doing an on-air fundraiser, and you can bid on or you can buy really cool packages. Yeah, you could craft with Alexis at Southern Lights. You could enjoy enjoy a drag brunch at Lush with a visit from Jason. See Footloose at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters from a director's suite Ooh. with Donna, Steve, and DJ Rock Lobster. These things and a whole lot more. Find the details at mytalk1071.com, keyword kids. Okay, very exciting. And also we'll be uh, talking to uh, Ronald McDonald House family. Yeah. So um, just to get a little perspective there. So oh, boy, lots they do of such wonderful work. Oh my too. gosh, they're amazing. Yeah. So cool. And we'll be uh, cooking also very soon. With Chef Daniel Green. Who is amazing. So lots of stuff coming up tomorrow. But in the meantime, let's study. Studies have shown that... Studies have shown that the microbial... Several long-term studies have shown... They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown... And here with their findings, our study buddies... The perfect nerd couple. Donna and Steve. Okay, should I go first? Yeah, I think so. This is kind of gross. It kind of caught my attention because the the percentage in a poll, a recent poll, was quite large, if you ask me. 18% of people in a recent poll admitted to eating... In the bathroom. While on the toilet. This is problematic. 20%, so even (sighs) more, eat while in the tub. Oh, Lord. Who are they? Ancient kings? 
Someone's like feeding them grapes. Oh, I don't know. I want more details, though. I want less. Who would eat? An, I, who would eat on the toilet? That's a very tough place to do that. I, if the situation was right and I was in a tub, and Lou came into the bathroom with a hoagie, <laughs> I could be persuaded. <laughs> in the bathroom, though, holy Hannah! The bathroom. I, okay, but on the toilet, I'm not taking a bite out of a sandwich. No. No. Protein bar, maybe. Okay, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I could be convinced. I used to work at a place, I've told the story before, where it was like IT guys would come into this one bathroom. I mean, it was like it was an Airbnb to these guys. They just set up shop. I was like, what is that, carry-on luggage? What are they bringing in there? Unwrapping things. You hear them just (laughs) noshing on stuff. Okay. Active phone calls. Similarly, I worked at a radio station in Athens, Georgia, that was in this old frat house. Okay. All right. And radio stations, not some, yeah, I guess they still do, had what, what we call is like the prep room, but we always called it the jock lounge. Okay. And there would normally be a couch in there and a place to do your work and have quiet. In this particular, at this radio station, shout out to WRFC, the jock lounge, okay, there was bunk beds in the mm-hmm. bathroom. In the bathroom? <laughs> and not only that. And a toilet. So bunk beds in the bathroom with a toilet and a sink. And a refrigerator with people's lunch in it. This is distressing. I I am. I always thought, okay, I get it. If someone's sleeping here overnight, it's kind of like a jail cell, whatever. But I'm not going to go in there after Carl comes whistling out of that room with his <laughs> newspaper under his arm. I'm not going to go into the fridge to get my roast beef sandwich. You know yeah. what I mean? Hey, grab me a Yoo-Hoo while you're in there. <laughs> I just, it's real weird. Yeah. Anyway. You know, I put a piece of whole grain toast down today, left it on my bedroom dresser. I was eating on the run. It wasn't a great situation. But then, like a civilized human being, I left it on the dresser. And we thank you for that. And I thank you for that. Okay. All right. Bye. All right. Enough of that. Let's (laughs) talk about vacation. My goal is to get Donna to go on a really nice vacation this year. I will. Thanks. Like to a resort or something like that. I'll try. Many people haven't. There is no try, only do, Donna. Okay. Just book the dang thing. Book it today. 71% of Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. People said that they would give up concerts for six months to save up for a big vacation this year. Absolutely. Random study that said, would you give up this? Would you give up this? Would you give up this? And you might have to give up multiple of these things. So that was the most agreed to. 71%, yeah, for sure. No concerts for six months. Honest to goodness. I'd give them up. Hear me now. Forever. Yeah. Forever. I could watch a concert on TV at this point in my life. It used to be more of a social thing. Yeah. I did. Oh. I loved what, seeing live music in small like bars and stuff like that. But boy, and anytime there's music anywhere, live music, and I know I'm the worst, and I love music. I love music, but if I have to now talk louder or lean in, I just want it to be quiet, quiet little <laughs> music in the background. Jam out in the car. What if it's a cool band? Yeah. No, now I feel like, why are we even here as friends? We should just be at home because we're not going to talk and have good conversation. Now we're just going to talk commercial break style in between songs. That's fair. What else do I have to give up for a vacation? You can't buy clothes for six months. 64% of people said, yeah, I can do that. That's fine. Things like massages and spa treatments. Okay. You got to go without those for six months. Easy. No trips to the movie theaters for six months. We all just did that for two years. No restaurants for six months. That's that's the hardest one so far. Do you go to restaurants often? I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I asked like that. Don't worry about it. But you can't be at a restaurant. Like I'll go to a lunch or a happy hour. You pack. You pack lunch. Do you bring it? Okay. I'm just asking. What else do I have to give up? That's it. Okay. Yeah, that's easy. Let's do it. By the way, here's the you got to appreciate a dumb survey every now and again, too. The survey also found that 93% of us find traveling enjoyable or very enjoyable. It's oh, so stupid. You know, there was somebody who once told me, though, um, traveling hurts. Like, there's pain involved with traveling. You know, sure. hurts your pocketbook. It's just a lot traveling, getting yeah, the plane, the whole time, thing. Your time, yeah, sitting around on a plane. Yeah, yeah. But it hurts more not to. Okay. I like it. Thank you, everybody. That was good, Steve. There was an anonymous Academy member who uh, talked with the Hollywood Reporter and said, yeah, I'll tell you what I really think about the nominees this year, but you can't use my name. Ooh. And uh, so it's sort of like a no-holds-barred Oscar ballot. I'll read you a little bit of it. It's from the Hollywood Reporter today. That, when we come back, you're listening to Don and Steve on My Talk. Good morning. Thanks for listening, you guys. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Hey, buddy. Hey, good morning, everybody. Hey, everybody. Everybody say hey. Chili Dog is in for DJ Rock Lobster. And we thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Rach. Hey. Thank you, Rach. Hey. Chomp, chomp. Hey, girl. The Hollywood Reporter had an interesting headline today. Brutally honest Oscar ballot. Mm. Don't Look Up is a one-joke movie. Mm. Coda is excellent in every way. It says a member of the Academy's producers branch granted anonymity to speak freely, shares which movies 
earned his precious vote. Okay, this is and why. fun. This is interesting. Yeah, and it's a... Uh, I'll link up to the full article because it's, it's kind of just interesting to hear an Academy member talk like this. I'll read you a little bit okay. of what they wrote so you can hear the voice of this person. Perfect. Best picture. On my nomination ballot, I put Tick, Tick, Boom at number one. A lot of good that did for it. I also thought The Unforgivable was underappreciated. It's the most powerful film about self-sacrifice that I've ever seen with an amazing performance by Sandra Bullock. As for the 10 that did get nominated, Drive My Car is not a bad movie, but it belongs in the international feature category, not here, just like Parasite did. Mm. Dune is worthy in a lot of categories, but not this one. I was looking forward to the new West Side Story, but apart from its opening sequence, it's almost a carbon copy of the original. Okay. I know they're emphasizing that they cast Latino and Latina actors this time, but the actress who plays Maria is named Rachel Zegler, so I think that's a little overstated. Don't well. Look Up is a one-joke movie. Hmm. King Richard isn't bad, but it isn't particularly good. Licorice Pizza, Donna. Licorice Pizza is masterful in some ways, but I don't know how much it really has to say. It's true. The other four, Belfast, Coda, Nightmare Alley, and The Power of the Dog, are all worthy. The Power of the Dog is beautifully acted, photographed, and in a lot of ways directed, but it's just too long with some really dull moments. Belfast is moving, great performances, and shows how the troubles affected the average person, which I'd never seen before. I'm not sure why they called the kid Buddy instead of Kenneth, but that's another matter. <laughs> just hearing an Academy <laughs> yes. member have, we hear the word Academy, and the Academy's gone through all sorts of ups and downs. But just the word Academy makes you think, you know, oh, what, should, what should it be? But not necessarily. Because aren't actors and actresses, I want to see who else is a part of the Academy. Well, let me read more from, this is from the producer's branch Got of the Academy. Okay. Here's what this anonymous Academy member had to say about Best Actor. Okay. Uh, Javier Bardem didn't do much for me. He doesn't look anything like Desi Arnaz, and the film wasn't that good. This is a member of the Academy. I've never been a big fan of Will Smith. Whoa! Denzel is always brilliant. Cumberbatch gives a powerful, subtle performance. But my pick, way above all, is Andrew Garfield. He was can, great, yeah. You can see that he put his heart and soul into that film, doing things he'd never done before, and with an American accent, I might add. I loved that movie. I, so I, he, he also said about, um, um, oh my gosh, Guillermo del Toro. Mm -hmm. Is that his, his last name? The director, yeah. Okay, he also says that his film was that, um, gosh, what's the name of it? It's called um, Nightmare Alley, I believe. Yes. He yeah, says yeah. that that was far superior than his film that actually won an Academy Award, oh, Shape of Water. Oh, okay. Which makes me want to see that film now. See? And then he goes, I really dislike this movie. I don't, that person wasn't that special. Let me, let me read to you from this anonymous Academy member what he had to say about Best Actress. Oh, no, I'm scared. I think he might like this. At least at the end. I have a feeling that she's probably going to win, but I didn't like Olivia Coleman's interpretation of that character in The Lost Daughter. 
She was just a one-note, bitter woman throughout, and I thought the actress who played the younger version of her character, Jesse Buckley, was much better. Uh, Being that Ricardo's Nicole Kidman wasn't anything special, except when she recreated scenes from I Love Lucy. I would agree with that. Both Jessica Chastain uh, from Eyes of Tammy Faye and Penelope Cruz from Parallel Mothers are always good. But Spencer's Kristen Stewart deserves this. Yeah. If her interpretation of Diana wasn't perfect, the whole movie would have sunk. Not only does she physically embody Diana, but she captures her whole essence. I haven't liked a lot of her other films, but in this one, her talent is undeniable. I would agree with that, too. Hmm. Yeah, I think this is Kristen Stewart's year. Interesting. I don't think anything he's saying is, like, awful, but I I get you want to protect your identity, so... Yeah, if you're going to say this, especially, you know, I don't know, if you're going to say I've never been a big fan of Will Smith... Uh, and then if you're Will Smith, you kind of feel like, well, I'm never going to be able to win that guy over. But yes. listen, that's the truth. The Academy's made up of people. This, the, the SAG Awards, made up of people, very subjective people. We're all subjective. So it's both sort of eye-opening to read this sort of an account, spoken so plain English, but it's also the truth of the matter for all of these voting committees, right? I think right? it would be really fun if... Okay, hear me out, okay? Okay. If they voted the way you have to vote on a jury in a criminal case, it has to be anonymous. You have to come to, you You all have to gather together, you know, fight for who you think, you know, what you think the outcome should be, but then it should be unanimous. Thank you, I'll hang up. So this is the jury duty <laughs> I knew talking, right? But don't you think that would make it more fun? I'd, I'd actually rather see a... You know, I'm going to say no. And I would suggest this instead. I would like to see a percentage of votes. They do this in the NFL. Oh, yeah. You find yeah. out who's the MVP with blank percent of the vote. I'd like to see how close was it between, let's hypothesize, and say Will Smith and Denzel Washington this year. Does Will get 60% of the vote, Denzel gets 30, and then some other actors share the rest? Sure. I'd like to see that, rather than the strong-armed unanimous, because that's a fake unanimous. That is true. That You're right. Let's see. we got a couple others. How about this? For Best Supporting Actor, the anonymous uh, Academy member says, I'm not sure how Jesse Plemons or J.K. Simmons got nominated. Oh, no. I liked... Cody Smith McPhee from Dog, uh, but I'd like to see a larger body of work from him before we honor him with an Oscar. Mm. Belfast. See, now I don't like that critique though, because it's not lifetime achievement. It's who did the best this year in the thing they did. Correct. So I would argue that. Uh, he says best supporting actor should go to Troy Kotzer from Coda. Let's see if there's anything else noteworthy here. Uh, I'm trying to see if we have a best director. Did I skip right over that? I saw cinematography. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, best director. Okay, what does he say? Uh, he or says, she. I'm shocked that Coda's... That's right. I'm shocked that Coda's Sean Heater wasn't nominated in this category and that Drive My Cars Hamaguchi was. West Side Story, Steven Spielberg shouldn't have been nominated. That film was made primarily by the art department and the choreography department. 
Licorice Pizza's Paul Thomas Anderson's writing is more impressive than his directing. Mm. Belfast's Kenneth Branagh and Dog's Jane Campion are both very strong candidates. Kenneth just told his story in a more economical way. His vote goes to Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. Okay. I, I'd like to see Belfast. I don't know a lot about some of these movies. It just feels like there were so many this year. I got a new movie that I just, I think we might try to watch maybe tonight. It's on Netflix. There was an article I saw this morning that said, this is the best movie on Netflix right now, and I've never heard of it. It's called Windfall. Hmm. Uh, Jason Siegel, Jesse Plemons, and oh, I'm forgetting the third. Oh, forgive me. But apparently there's like a, a robbery gone awry, and then suddenly, because the homeowners came home mid-robbery, now they have to be taken hostage even though the people robbing them don't want to get involved in a hostage situation hmm. but now you get the people who showed back up at the house um i hear that it's quite good and so we might try to watch that again it's called windfall never heard of it okay good i like going into movies that i've never heard of like even at the theater yeah show up at the theater look up there at the what's playing and go all right let's pick that one i never heard of that Oh, that's fun. I did that with Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, Donna. And I thought it was so good. So good. So good. Did you see it? Yes, I saw it. Wow, I'm impressed that you saw it. Why did you see that? Uh, Everybody was talking about it. It was quite good. Okay. You know? I did A lot of great Indian music in it as well. Oh, the ending was so good. The dance scene. Oh, so yeah. good. Yeah, but I Bollywood. I told um, a friend of mine about it, and for some reason he interpreted my description as if the movie were a comedy. <laughs> so he suggested it to his mother-in-law. She goes to see it, and she's like, why did you tell me that this movie was so serious? And, and he's like, yeah. well, Donna told him. And I go, I, I didn't tell you it was a comedy. So that movie has Dev Patel in it, who's great. Dev Patel, I believe, was also about five years ago in a movie. I think it was called Lion. Yeah, I saw that. That, that was great, was too. That was really good. That oh, was my so gosh. Good. Oh, some heart Wasn't Nicole Kidman in, in that. that one, too? Uh, I on. don't have to answer that. Come on, answer it. Yes. Are you looking it up? No. <laughs> That's not useful for our audience. Come on. Steve, a caller wanted to let you know that it was Lily Collins who was the other actress in that Windfall movie. Lily Collins. Oh, okay, great. Did they happen to say if they liked the movie? Oh. Or they were just correcting. They were just adding. Well, thank you for the help. Okay. She sounded very smart. Lily Collins, yes, from uh, from Emily in Paris most recently. Yes, that's Mm -hmm. right. Um, Nicole Kidman was in Lion. Nice, Donna. I think she had a major role. She made the mom. Yeah, she was the adoptive mother. Yeah. Of Dev Patel's character. That's oh right. my gosh. And he was yes. looking for his brother or something. Yes, yes. they got separated. Oh Lord, oh. I can't think of it right now. Seeing so these good. little boys alone on a train, I can't. I'm gonna stop now. Okay. When we come back, my friends, <laughs> uh Donna learned a new whistling skill. And she's it takes about four <laughs> minutes to get through the whole routine. But we're gonna give her the floor. Isn't that right, Donna? No. But I like it. It's National Puppy Day, so we uh, we got some cute dog stuff that we want to tell you about. Yeah, we've got. There's a really cute video. It's the video of the day. We'll tell you about it coming up next on my talk. Final stretch of the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 107.1, where talk is fun. It's fun to come across little viral videos, little TikTok videos. 
I don't like when it's an assignment, though. You know what I'm saying, okay. Steve? So with that, we should probably announce that TikTok Tuesday uh, is dead. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, dead. you may have noticed, was Tuesday. And we did not announce it as TikTok Tuesday. And so it is no more. R.I.P. T.T.T. Thank you. However, I did come across a cute little video. Today happens to be Puppy Day. Good time to adopt a puppy. I saw a stat that said there's like 100,000 more pets in rescue than there was like a year ago. I don't know why. It was a pandemic. Everybody was doing it. Yeah. Um, So with that, this is a video of dogs that... Do you ever play with your kids with a balloon and just try to keep it off the ground? Within the last week, we've played that game. No, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, with a balloon, or then you can do it with ball. like a beach ball. Absolutely. Okay, so this guy must have trained his three dogs to do this. So they, he's holding a balloon, and they are just going nuts because they want to play balloon volleyball or whatever you want to call it. You have to see this. It is so cute. Well, we could play a little of the audio. And Steve, have you looked at it yet? Yeah, it's linked up too. Okay. Pretty neat, isn't it? Yeah, it's cute. So three dogs just in a field, and they are each taking turns on, some of them are taking turns, some are trying to get it at the same time, keeping the balloon off the ground with their nose. Super fun. Hey, guys. Uh, here, listen. You guys want to play balloon? Huh? I'll start going nuts. Let's get the... Here we go. Here we go. Come on, guys. Let's go over here. Let's go over here. Hey, chill out. Come on, watch out. Here we go, you ready? You guys ready? Here we go, hey, ready? Get it. And then they go, and I'm just like, okay, I wanna see what's gonna happen here. Some of them use their paws. One of them uses his nose, one of them uses his paws. I think these are all pitties too. At least two of them are pit bulls, or you know, medium-sized, cute dog. Check it out. It'll make your day today. Yeah, I got it linked up on the Don and Steve show links page. Thanks, Steve. Hey, you know, can I tell you something about dogs? Yeah, and then we have to talk to Rachel. I, um... We're going to be going on vacation, so we needed to figure out a dog situation. Oh? And, you know, and I've used Camp Bow Wow before. I know Alexis uses Camp Bow Wow. Uh, But I was just looking into some other options. What kind of things can we do? And... I got on Rover. Oh, good. Got on Rover. Yeah. Did a little looking, reached out to my first lady, did not hear back. I thought I sent like a nice introduction of, hey, here's the situation. Did not hear back, but I'm uh, proud to say nothing is ironclad yet, but this Saturday I have a, uh, a meet and greet. I have a meet and greet with the potential dog sitter. Great. And it's really slick. You've used Rover before, Donna? Oh, yes. Yes. Really slick how it immediately sets up, like, first of all, this person was super responsive, and you say, here are the dates that I need, and, you you know, I I wanted to find somebody who had a lot of reviews and repeat clients and stuff like that, so I think we got that there. Location sometimes is useful. Location, yeah, we've got, you know, know, close enough. Um, But anyway, so uh, now she was like, great, we can schedule a meet and greet. And it's also intuitive right there in the Rover app, if you have the Rover app. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's just coming through as text messages. And uh, hoping it goes well. A lot, lot riding on this Saturday meet and greet. That it's going to be great. Planned. You've left him with other people before, right? I have, yep. And I think that this person will watch multiple dogs 
at a time which in my book is like great it just keeps him company yeah he's got he'll get tired out and mm. so anyway thank you for your ongoing interest in that well i could have watched him never for nothing no why because here's why Something's gonna happen on day three. No, Probably it's Buddy not. will bite him or something no, like buddy that. Doesn't bite. Something's gonna happen and then you'll get out of sorts and now it's gonna add a strain to my vacation because now with someone that I know and work with, you, there's this thing and now I gotta right, go talk to fine, Donna about this. I care about us too much okay. to let you watch my Thank dog. Thank you. My best friend worked for Rover um during college, so like in between classes she would like do- walk dogs around her neighborhood. Yeah. And you, they, they do have to go through like a background check and have um, references and stuff in order to. Qualify. I have references. Well, <laughs> yeah. See, I only saw one negative review on my person, and it just said, "I feel like maybe she has too many dogs at her house, multiple at one time, but maybe that's what's keeping the rate kind of low." You know, she's like, oh. she's playing the quantity game, and I'm like, look, my dog likes other dogs he likes the uh, the interest she's she, and again she's got so many reviews what's your what's your concern here Donna? i was just gonna say it, you know when there are a lot of dogs there because whenever i've dropped buddy off there were other dogs mm-hmm. the thing is if their energy doesn't match or their play styles are so completely different or there's an old dog and then a super young dog that's when i get concerned like my dog doesn't like puppies Sure. It's like being pawed at and nipped at and and all that. Well, you know, I have to tell you though, you know, and if you if you do like a big doggy daycare somewhere, you know, pick the name of anyone. Mm-hmm. There's, You're dealing with that. There's yeah. a whole lot of company. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and they're just. True. You're right. Now right, you say you have to talk to Chili Dog. Is there something on Chili Dog's heart? Yeah. Chili, Chili Dog's getting Chili a dog. dog this week. What? Hopefully, I don't know. I'm not getting my hopes up because. I mean, I've been trying to get a dog for over a year now, and I just have not had luck with shelters. I like have scheduled meets meetups with with dogs, and, and then, like foster. Yeah, and like the day will come, and they'll be like, "Oops, sorry, he's adopted." Oh no! And so I finally got around to meeting a dog this past week, and I'm really hoping. Like, I let the foster know I want to get him, and I'm like, I'm buying stuff to get ready to bring him home. And she said that there's another person that's scheduled to meet him. Now, I don't know how that works, but I feel yeah. like if the goal is to get the dog it is. home, it then, is. and I'm here saying I'm re- ready to bring him home. Right. I, I, I think it is kind of a little bit of a first come, first serve. So the first person would get the first opportunity if it worked out that way. But I've had to tell somebody before that they're, they didn't get the dog. Yeah. And, and I'm kind of used to it. It's, like a, it's a heartbreak, obviously, because you get your... You kind of like picture it in your head how the how yeah what it would look like yeah. what life would look like with the dog what kind of a dog is this? He's a Dutch Shepherd mix, so he's oh. kind of a mutt. He's he came from Standing Rock, so he's a little puppy. But um, when do you think you'll find out, Rachel? Now I'm nervous. Today she said today? she'd call me today. <gasps> oh my gosh, this oh, is so exciting! Will you text crossed. Donna and I whenever you find out? Yeah. Yeah, text us. We would like to know. Oh, yeah, I'm excited! Yay! Oh, congratulations oh, on like choosing to adopt. You yeah, know, yeah. So at least I, I took that step. I know I'm I'm ready now because I'm committed to the idea of it. So yay! Meanwhile, I got my Happy. dog from a laboratory. Yes, you did. Okay, I got mine from an esteemed breeder. Okay, no judgment. What really? kind of dog do you? Not have? out loud. Thank you. It's a, <laughs> thank you for asking, Rachel. It's a soft-coated Wheaton Terrier. Oh, super cute.
super cute. And Your Donna kid's has pretty a cute too. Golden Doodle, right? Yeah. No, I have oh. a, a Lab Shepherd. Oh, yeah. All the best. Yeah. All dogs are the best dogs. Happy he's, Puppy Day. He's like a cow mix too. He's huge. Aww. Steve, I'm saying, come over today. And doesn't Never. matter how old a dog is, he's always gonna be a puppy. It's always gonna uh, be a baby. You see, know? Rachel should be watching. She she needs this dog. Uh, find out tomorrow if she got the dog. Cobra, coming in next. Bye. We love you. Bye.